leaders, leaders, leaders. We have so much that come at us every day. So much pressure, so much stuff to do, so much outside forces pushing on top of us every day. Our spouse is giving us trouble and won't give us room to operate. Our bosses are giving us a hard time and won't let us reach our own next level success. They stand in our way. Our coworkers are constantly bickering at us and nitpicking everything we do. Our friends and our family, they don't understand what we're going through. <sighs> Why is the whole world pushing and coming down on us? All the time. <laughs> Leaders, we are getting into a special series here on Leadership Fire. I am bringing to you some of the most powerful voices today. And we are going to talk about the common denominator in all of those problems. You. Maybe it's you. Maybe if we could get out of our own way and learn to see the patterns and learn to change our habits, our behaviors, just maybe we can change the common denominator and all of those troubles and get that next level success. Leaders, I want you to enjoy this Maybe It's You series with my friends at Speakfire. Leaders, 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 welcome to Leadership Fire. Today in the Speak Fire studios, I have got a very special guest, Aisha Thomas from over at Internal Fire. Aisha Thomas helps you light that internal fire in you. And if you're not listening to her show, get on over to Speakfire, speakfire.com, that's fire with a Y, and subscribe to her on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Aisha and I were lucky enough to do the Fireside Roundtable with our other co-host, a couple of weeks ago, and you need to go check that out behind in my feed, the Fireside Roundtable episode two. In that episode, Aisha talked about maybe it's you. And that maybe it's you spoke to me so deep, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I just had to bring her in so that way we could talk about the maybe it's us situation in our career, in our goals, and in our next level success. So Aisha, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We're going to be right back, and we're going to get into the maybe it's you and how we can use that concept to get that next level success. All right, leaders, we're back. And again, we're with Aisha Thomas, personal development speaker, motivational speaker, mentor of mine, colleague at Speakfire, host of Internal Fire. Aisha, thanks for being with me once again. Thank you for having me. So we talk about this concept of perhaps it's you, maybe it's you. And I know someone in my head that, 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 that I can think of, and I don't. I'm not gonna say any names because we don't have that kind of insurance here, but there's someone in my life who it's always the world. My boss is mean to me. My coworkers treat me poorly. My spouse isn't right to me. Mike, you don't treat me right. The whole world is stacked against me. And one time I touched them on the shoulder and I said, hey, 
maybe it's you, man. Maybe you're the one. It's your attitude and how you look at the world that is holding you back from getting that success in your marriage, from getting that success in your work life, from getting that success in your personal friendships. And, and so when you, when you said maybe it's us in our own lives on the fireside roundtable, I knew I had to talk to you. And I even kind of into that, that, that character that I just described, we all know that person. So what do you think about, I talked for a long time, what do you think about that maybe it's you and how do we change our mindset or, and realize that maybe it's us when we're looking at our career, our work, and getting that next level success. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because there is a coworker of mine that same type of situation. He complains about the job situation, how, you know, he doesn't like how the customers treat him, how he wants so much better. And over time you talk to someone and you have that same conversation over and over again, I start to see patterns. And the reason why I can see patterns is I've been there, especially as a leader, since we're on leadership, but let's talk about it in the aspect of leadership. I had to recognize as a leader that I needed to step up and do more. Um, I'm in the military and I was thrown into a leadership position pretty much like pretty quick. I went from being like an assistant, what they call a chief, assistant chief, to a, the chief of a section. And I was, you know, I joined the military in 2003. I'm old school, but I find myself working with a bunch of millennials, right? So I came from the space where, hey, this is the military. When I tell you to do something, you do something. And it wasn't out of respect, but I looked at it from the mission's perspective. You always have to think about the mission first. So I know how to separate personal and business so i was always walk, walking with the focus of this is about the mission this is about the business however and i don't want to judge all millennials okay so if you're a millennial don't judge me but with the team i was working with at the time they took it personal so if i said hey i need this done by a certain time they didn't like how i said it they didn't like my approach and i had the rude awakening when i had my first roasting session now, I know we probably have all seen, um, what's it, Comedy Central's roast, where people sit down, people come up, and they're like, hey, you know, they just have different <laughs> digs at the person. But this was more from a professional standpoint. So I had got an uh, assistant chief to work with me. He was like my right-hand man. And I was like, hey, you know, we're having some issues in the section. Let's sit down and find out why. And I'm, it hurts, but I'm glad I did it. And I sat through that meeting, hearing from all of my troops about how much I suck. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't as bad. And of course, we tend to only pick up the negative things, but that was the goal of it. I need to hear what are you guys struggling with? What is it that I need to do better? And I heard them talk about my, they didn't like how I communicated. They didn't like my approach. And again, in my head, I was like, listen, I mean, this is the military. I tell you what to do, you do it. And you guys need to recognize that it's not personal because what they were doing is taking it personal. But then ultimately, I had to recognize that as a leader, I had to be open to what they were saying. If I'm going to be in a space where I'm managing other people, I had to recognize and make that shift and change so I can build those relationships better. So it got easier. But then fast forward a couple years later, I'm in another job. And what happens? I run into the same issue, Mike, like mm. the same issue. Mm. They didn't like my approach. And I'm like, you wish you would have, I mean, you would have thought that you would have learned the first time. 
But then, you know, an incident happened where I was about to write someone up and then he ended up blowing up and telling me all these negative things about myself. And I'm like, I didn't even know you felt this way. Why didn't you approach me before? And that was another eye opener, allowing me to recognize like the common denominator is me. This wasn't the first time that I heard the same feedback. This was the second time. So that means I need to start looking at myself and saying, okay, Aisha, what is it that you need to make a shift and change in? So there are a lot of you guys out there that might have this issue. There might be a lot of you guys are saying like, why do I keep running into the same issue? Why do I keep, you know, uh, maintain this level of frustration? And it might be you. What is it that you need to do to shift and make changes? And this isn't to say that you might not be mistreated. You might not have bad management. However, what kind of changes are you making to start looking for a new job? What is it um, are you doing to refocus and say, okay, I'm still going to put 100% on my job, do what I need to do, win awards, or get accolades, but my, I have an exit plan in mind. But that was the time I had to recognize that it was me. So when I do have that coworker that's coming to me and he's ranting and raving and telling me all these issues that he's having, I had to let him know, like, it, maybe it's you. Because I've consistently had the same conversation with you. And if you're that unhappy, if they're treating you that bad, why aren't you looking for other opportunities? And Mike, let me tell you, when he did have an opportunity and he happened to interview with someone I know, mm -hmm. and they told me how he showed up late, his attire wasn't right, the way he responded to questions made it seem like he didn't want to be there. It was like a, a nail in the coffin, like, it is you. And he didn't want to make the change. And I want to keep ranting and raving about it. My apologies. But <laughs> it was kind of like, dude, step it up. And he's still stuck in that same place. And the re reality is, I want you guys out there to recognize, maybe it is you. When you're seeing a consistent pattern in years and years of you dealing with the same issue, you have to look at yourself and recognize what changes you need to make so you can make a shift and get out of that season that you're in of, of blaming everyone else, but instead of looking at you. So... You, you, you said a lot in that and you said a lot of great stuff. So I'm going to, I want to kind of touch back in a little bit is you and I and everybody here at Speakfire, we're working hard to talk to people, not everybody, right? We're not trying to reach everyone. We're trying to reach a certain um, kind of person, a certain person who's interested in becoming a better version of themselves, a certain person that's looking for growth. And here at Leadership Fire, obviously, we're looking for a certain kind of person that's looking to get that next level success. And that, that's in their marriage, that's at work, that's in, in life. Uh, we focus on leadership, but we're really talking about all relationships and how we um, transition as we go through life. What you said that I think is so important is that you were able to recognize the pattern. And you're encouraging the people listening to this show to recognize the patterns. Now, not everybody has the want to look deep inside themselves to recognize those patterns, but can you give us maybe a tip or a trick that you could recommend for us that when we're struggling in an area of our life and in a relationship or at work, uh, how can we look at ourselves and say, is it me? And, and how can we recognize some patterns? Yeah, so in one of the podcasts I did, I actually gave people, um, I'm doing this thing about if you know better, you should do better. But there are moments where we know better, but we're not doing better. You would hope that people become a master in bad relationships. And not saying like they're repeating it, but you recognize the signs. So in those, I gave three tips of what you need to do outside of recognizing it's you. But ask yourself, like, does this habit require deeper accountability? One of the things that you might need is deeper accountability. You might need to tap into people that's going to help like 
support you in that area. And that's why mentors are so important because the reason why I was able to recognize, because I was listening to the podcast with E.T., Eric Thomas, and um, C.J. had mentioned, maybe we are too close to it. Maybe you're so close to it. Maybe it's because it's you. You can recognize that you are the problem. And that's why you need to have a tight circle and people around you or a mentor, someone you can tap into, because that's the person you want to reach out to when you have issues, when you have problems. And they can say, hold up, Mike. You know, this is the third time you've had this conversation with me. Have you even thought that it's potentially you? Have you thought that maybe it's some changes you need to make within yourself, but you're so close to it that you can't see it? You can't see that you're the issue. You're, you can't see that, okay, I, may, I might need to work on some areas within myself to be a better husband, to be a better wife. Whatever it is that you're trying to aim to do, you might not see it because you're so close to it. So I think there is power and accountability happening to the right circles because I know even now that because I have circles and people around me like yourself, like the other folks in the Speak Fire team, that can be like, I can talk about certain things and you can say, wait, Aisha, um, I'm noticing on your podcast, you always do that smacking thing. So, and I'm like, I do, I do my, you're like, yes. Yeah, so how about this? How about try this? Because we're so close to it, we don't recognize it. So one thing that I think you guys really need to tap into, if you don't have it as a mentor, have somebody that as an accountability partner, you can check in weekly because they might recognize something that you can't because you're so close to it. Right. And, and that's great. So look outside of your circle to, or look into your circle to say, hey, you know, this is something I'm, I'm bumping my head on a lot. Is it something inside of me? When you were talking, I, I kind of laughed to myself because I, I thought about uh, interview questions, like when somebody's applying for a job. And one of the things that we say is, uh, you know, tell me something that you could have done to improve your relationship with your last boss or tell me something that you could have done to improve your relationship with that coworker, you know, and it's, it's almost kind of a cliche interview question that makes me smile to think of it. But what you're saying is even to, you know, throw that question at yourself. So when I'm, when I'm constantly fighting with this one coworker, when I'm constantly button heads with this one supervisor, when I'm constantly, um, at odds with with the person I care about the most is my, my spouse. It's saying, what could I have done differently uh, in that relationship, in that situation, in this environment? So when I, I think about that, how do we look into ourselves and and break? Okay, I realize every time I'm in this situation with my supervisor, we're buttonheads, and I realize me and my coworker constantly have friction, and I realize you know. The situation with my wife, it just seems like it, it just keeps repeating, repeating, and it must be me. There must be an action I can take. There must be change to help me get that next level of success in all of those situations. How do I make that change, Aisha? How do I, how do I look inside myself, stop what I've been doing time and time again, and make that change? And if it sounds like a passionate question, it's because I'm asking for a friend, no, me. We all need to recognize we need change in a situation and break our patterns so that we, we can get that next level success. And before you answer that, we're just going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with Aisha Thomas. Aisha, before we went to break, I was begging you to give me tips to 
find that change in, in myself, for my listeners to find that change in themselves when they finally recognize the patterns through your tips, when they finally have gotten the, the advice from their mentors and they're finally ready to embrace some sort of change, but they don't know how to break that cycle, that pattern. Aisha, can you help us break those patterns in our lives and help us get that next level of success? Yes, definitely. I mean, I think that one of the things that you can try to do is maybe the next time that you have a incident or a, you know, a clash with someone, maybe once you calm down, write down what just happened. I think sometimes the best way to recognize the patterns and the things that you're doing is after it happens, journal it. Journaling has been powerful to me. I got away with it. But what I've been mm. doing now is every day I've been journaling so I can, I can go back after the week is up and look back and say, okay, what happened? Okay, this is what I was thinking here because we want to try to tap into your raw emotions because a lot of times when we get into conflict, we might not even recognize the reason why we snapped on that person is because we have trust issues that happened to us because of something that happened to us when we were a kid. Or it might be because of something that happened last week. I've been at a job where I've been burned so much that now I carry trust issues into every single job. But since I've become aware and I've recognized, man, this conversation is reminded me of that time that my supervisor went off at me at my last job. I'm having like flashbacks and I'm responding from that space. So I want you guys to start journaling, writing down after the conflict happens, write down how you felt. What were the thoughts that came up in your head? What did it remind you of? Is this something familiar? If it's about your spouse, I've been married, I'm divorced. And even in that, I've learned a lot of lessons now that I've had time to really think about the conversations I had. Okay, we got to a point where we could not mesh anymore or we couldn't solve the problem. So why did we go to therapy? Therapy was there. We, at this point, we needed to have some additional support. And sometimes we have to recognize that when we have tried to fix something, oh, we've recognized that we've hit a brick wall. We might need to tap into someone else that could come in and support us. But what happened in those conversations? Write those down. Start to recognize what kind of thoughts come into your mind when someone is coming to talk to you. Why do you get angry? Why do you have that, that sense of bitterness comes up? What is it coming from? And then finding out, going back, peeling back the onion and recognizing where that comes from. Is it because you have power issues? Is it because you've been hurt in the past? And then once you start to dial back and recognize what it is, then you have to start figuring out if I need to get therapy, if I need to get that accountability partner, what is it do I need to do to start working through these issues? Because now that you've recognized that the reason why you have a power struggle is because of something happened to you as a child, then when you do have an argument with that person, you're saying, wait, let me calm down. I am taking out my anger on them from something that happened in the past. So self-awareness is so powerful because once you can recognize the why, that you can know how you can apply those skills. So next time you do have conflict, the next time you do have issues, you can say, okay, I know that I'm about to get triggered. So let me step away, take a moment, relax, and then I can come back and talk to you about it. So that's one, one thing that I've been doing that's really been helping me. That's beautiful. And in this, you kind of mentioned the millennials or, you know, younger crowds. And, and I just want to throw out real quick an, an adder onto that, you know, Sometimes when we think about journaling, um, people don't want to take that time. They don't understand the value that's in that. We're in this, this impatient world where we're all doing so much more. And to, to give ourselves 15, 20 minutes to write down our day, to write down our thoughts, 
we think that that's almost a task, right? It almost feels like a chore. So I'm going to try to make it a little easier for you to journal. So ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to pen and paper journal. You can get out your voice memo and you can record a log every day. Just give yourself an audio recording of the day where you speak into your day. Let your passion and your emotion flow through that audio recording. Go ahead and, 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 and give everybody a piece of your mind right there. Tell yourself every action that happened and then if you want to break it down and maybe even argue for the other person we're in those conflicts or if you don't want to do a voice memo make a little video for yourself when you're when you're just got done leaving work before you pull away take out your phone hit that video recorder and make a little video for yourself this is what happened today this is the way i felt about it and and feel free to let your emotions out and journaling is so powerful because you get to write down everything that happened yes write the facts point a point b point c but also you get to put your emotions on the page like she talked about and that page can be in audio format or in video format whatever way makes it easiest for you to document your day and explore how you felt about those situations and those transactions and i think that's powerful I'm, i guess i'm showing my age because i was like write down the journal but i think those are great ways and don't forget, like every week or every couple of days, go back and just reflect on your week. Ask yourself, okay, what did I learn about this week? Okay, I'm noticing this. And I think recording your experiences is going to be so powerful because now you can start recognizing your common words, your common attitudes, your common behaviors, and then start working on, okay, what can I start doing to shift and have a, you know, an alternate experience? Okay, I'm always saying I'm, I'm upset. Okay, what do I need to do to work on that so I can become more happy? Is it me walking away? Is it me, you know, instead of just working the entire eight hours like I've been guilty to do, taking an hour and actually going out for your lunch, taking a walk outside, what kind of things can you insert so now you can have more positivity going on than negativity? So journaling is powerful, and I just love the voice memo, which I think I'm going to start doing. <laughs> I've just been writing, and I think I enjoy writing just because, you know, if I decide to write a book later or something about it, I can, hey, I have it journaled and I don't have that much, you know, gigabytes on my phone. <laughs> but I think that's a great idea. Journal it, journal and journal, and then reflect on it every week. And then you can start to recognize those patterns so you can start making some shifts. That's awesome. And hey, I just want to throw out, I want everyone to recognize, Aisha showed you another way that you can save your own content. When you're journaling, you're saving your own content that you can use if you do want to use that in your next level of success, especially like Aisha and I, where we, we have shows where we bring content and we do public speaking and we want to try to bring change to other people. And journaling is a way that we can take and save our content uh, for reflection, yes, but also for a product that we can use to help the world as we go forwards. Aisha, here at Leadership Fire, we try to get you that next level success in 10 minutes or less. I know we ran a little long, but I just want to say thank you so much for being here today. I really think we've done a great job of looking at the maybe issue concept where we talked about how to identify it, how to break those patterns, and how to just make change in our lives, in our soul, and in our actions. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you guys, appreciate you guys having me on here today. Everybody, I want you to get over to SpeakFire, that's speakfire.com. Subscribe to Aisha's show, Internal Fire, on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Don't forget the other shows on the SpeakFire Network, Jody Cedric with Fathership Fire, 
Neo Legend at Champion Fire, Bobby Berg over at Student Fire, and Sean Brassfield at Young Fire. You can find all those shows at speakfire.com. I'm your host, Michael Jingeras, here at Leadership Fire. We have a new episode that comes out for you every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with me?